Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Miguel Cabrera will have to wait one more day to get to that 3,000th hit, which would be uh, quite impressive. You know, that's a, quite a milestone. Only the 33rd player in Major League history to do it if he does it. Yeah. But the Yankees weren't going to let him do it against him. In the eighth inning, uh, they decided to intentionally walk him. Oh, come to on. To load the bases. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they apparently just didn't want history. Uh, someone's getting plunked. <laughs> someone's getting hit. I don't know who it is, but someone's getting hit. Well, the uh, the series is over, so that's uh, there's no worry about that. But uh, uh, Comerica Park didn't like it. They were chanting Yankees suck. <laughs> As, uh, and turned. it was in Detroit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but the Yankees didn't have any history uh, made on them today. They just lost. So, so I don't know if that makes him feel any better. Uh, and I don't know how much that really played into it because, um, you know, maybe they were just thought that they had a better chance of getting uh, the next guy out. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel that that's kind of strange. That's just like it's just messed up. Yeah. Like, seriously, you're going to take away from the guy's moment. And that and that's the thing, too, is you have we make I, I talk about this all the time where I think load management's garbage. You're telling me that someone's going to go to a midday Tigers game in Detroit in April to watch the Tigers lose again. I think they won today, actually. But yeah. you're going to watch. No, you're, you're there to see his 3000th hit. Yeah, it's terrible. And this, I mean, he's, it's been a while since he's been Miggy of old. Like, he's, you know, no, seriously. you don't intentionally walk 40-year-old Miguel Cabrera People anymore. ain't paying tickets to watch the <laughs> Detroit Tigers play in April, other than the fact that Miguel Cabrera might hit his 3,000th home run. <laughs> seriously. What, was it a packed stadium? I haven't even looked. I, I don't even know. It probably yeah, I was. Uh, but, they, yeah, they were not happy with it. Uh, but, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. They, they wanted to see history, but now they won't be able to see it. But, oh, well, that, that's baseball for you. Always getting in its own way, like we've said before. Mm. Shocker. <laughs> well, when you have a chance to, to have a storyline, just yeah. oh, avoid that storyline. <laughs> nah, okay, yeah, we're good. Get that out of the way. Clayton Kershaw, uh, you're done. Yeah, there's no reason Sit for on a the bench. game. Uh, those happen once in a while. We don't need to. Ray, I'm sorry. That. Oh, my gosh. We were roasting the Rays, too. Uh, I said, don't replace golf. The lines are terrible. Uh, and Ray says, too much Detroit hate today. <laughs> hey, Ray, look, my, my old boss at my old station in Virginia was a huge Detroit guy. And I, I watched him suffer day in and day out. It didn't matter the season. It didn't matter the team. He suffered every day. So I apologize. From my heart to yours, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess, should we talk about the Pistons? Does that make you feel any better? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we better not bring that. I don't know about that. The Red Wings, who are eliminated from playoff contention? No, no. The Tigers, who are... They still have Maglio or Donez in, what, 2005? <laughs> I'll give you that, Ray. Yeah. We have the memories. There's <laughs> yeah, some good uh, Detroit Prince Fielder teams. and Miguel Cabrera was cool for, like, yeah. three months. And then they were they, they got were hurt. pretty good for a bit, weren't they? Yeah. There was, uh, and they had Max Scherzer, too. Yeah, no, that was a good team. That was a good team, Ray. I, I was, <laughs> the, the Tigers are the one team in Detroit that I actually have faith they'll turn it around. They'll be fine. They paid Javi Baez way too much, though, so maybe not. Yeah. What, uh, what's your Cubs jersey? Is that a specific Kyle jersey? Hendricks. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, my boy. Still on the team? Uh, he is on the team. He was uh, their opening day starter. Why did they uh, unload him, too? 
I have no idea. Probably no one wanted him. <laughs> oh, okay. They they literally unloaded the entire Is he team. too old? It was tough to watch. Didn't have enough. Uh, of, uh... He's probably like 30, 32. Yeah. Probably around there. So, I don't That's know. I mean, he tops age. out at 85 miles an hour. Oh. I could probably get close to 85 miles an hour. <laughs> you could pretty much beat Kyle Hendricks, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know about that as much. He uh, led, I think it was 2016, he led Major League Baseball in ERA. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get to some of those yeah, thoughts on the text line. Text. Uh, I'll let you read them. We're, we're going to uh, – we're talking about Nebraska, and I'm I'm, I'm being honest. I'm just going to – you know, I, I don't want to be intellectually dishonest with you, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm pretty down on the Huskers. Right I now. know you are. I know you are. And I'll try and bring – lift up our spirits. Yeah, yeah. We need somebody much. to – I've got to do it because better. basically no one else will. I have Vershawn, Vershawn will. He still believes in the team. Uh, Gus says, Nathan, all Husker quarterbacks get worse the longer they're here. Guys, thanks for peeing in my Kool-Aid, but agree with the shaky <laughs> lines causing major problems. Uh, look, we're just taking the Kool-Aid, Gus. If you're on the Starter Heyman uh, video stream, you can see I've got a blender bottle. Um, maybe we should switch to, like, a Dixie cup? Or no, yeah, see, Buck's got a Culligan water water bottle. Uh, we'll, we'll go to that. So we're, we're getting rid of the protein shaker, going to a water bottle. Um, if more dominoes fall, we can switch to like a Dixie cup, like the actual, <laughs> when you go to a water cooler, yeah, yeah. you get a little Dixie cup. We'll switch to put in the Kool-Aid in there, uh, afterwards. Uh, Craig says if Nebraska starts two and five, does frost make it to game eight with a job? And, uh, we, no. we've had a couple people bring up kind of the record midway through the season. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Oh, uh, no. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy the way that it sets up. I don't know if Northwest, like Northwestern is going to be billed as a must win as much as Illinois was last be. year. And we saw, yeah, and we saw it what happens be. if you yeah. don't win that game. I don't think that you, we should um, <laughs> fire Scott Frost if you lose to Northwestern. <laughs> I do think if you lose to North oh Dakota God. or Georgia Southern at home. Um, okay, well. Let's be realistic here. I'm being realistic. Jesus Christ. But okay, look. What do you mean? They lost. This is how Mike I, Riley lost. No. He lost to Arkansas State, and they said, okay, we're done with that. Listen. That's the type of loss that gets you okay. fired. Yeah. Yes, it does, but that's not going to happen. I. We've dealt with a lot over the past few seasons. <laughs> and it's and things the three have, and nine things, team. It's not like an automatic victory is gotten, going out in the field. Things have gone from bad to basically catastrophically worse. I understand that, Bach, and I understand where you're coming from. You want to see uh you want to see greatness. They're not going to lose to one of those two teams. Nebraska's going to start realistically, it's much more likely that they start out 3 and 0 than drop a game to Georgia Southern. Okay, let's let's be realistic here. I I know. I so I mean I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give them those victories. But if you're asking the question if they start three and five, well, whatever whatever record is you throw it out there. If you lose one of those games uh, and you have a losing record halfway through the season, yeah, you're probably not you're probably not gonna be retained. You might be fired. Halfway oh, through two. The season. Uh, we're talking about two and five. Yeah, you're done. It's over. Yeah. Um, because that because that then your two wins are likely North Dakota and Georgia Southern. And who who else? I know they have Oklahoma next, and then Northwestern, Oklahoma, the Indiana, Rutgers, and Purdue. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, if you go two and five, you're done. Um, but let's let's think about this realistically. I, I two and five is unrealistic. Look, it, it happened last season. You're not going to go two. <laughs> but look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. <laughs> all right, all right. Last year, yeah. the schedule. I mean, every single team that you. I'm pretty sure every single team that they lost to outside of Illinois made a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Each they they were six and six or better. That's not going to happen this year. Indiana's going to be terrible. Rutgers isn't going to be very good. Um, but why do you say that? Why do you say that? Well, Indiana. How has Indiana gotten any better? If anything, they got worse because they lost Michael Penix, who's going to Washington. Michael Penix wasn't helping them out in the last year. Ty Freifogel and Ty Freifogel went to the NFL. So 
I'm just saying Tom Allen, um, kind of, coach. he kind of, coach. I don't expect them to be awful coach. in the bottom of the Big Ten every year. I mean, no. Your recruiting's bad. You lost your starting quarterback and your best receiver. It's safe to assume they're going to be worse. Um, Rutgers, I, I think Nebraska lost their starting quarterback. Okay. <laughs> best but, receiver. Uh, huh? Subtraction by addition, Bach. We got Casey Thompson. You know, okay. I'm buying that. Uh, Rutgers, I don't envision. I mean, Rutgers is Didn't never Indiana very good. land that Missouri quarterback? Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was terrible. Bezdak or something? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Basilak. Basilak, yes. yeah. Um, he's not any good. Uh, <laughs> I think realistically through seven games, your your conversation, or let's make it eight, would be four and four. Where do you sit at four and four? I think that's much more of a realistic thing that could happen. Look, if you're saying through eight games, I'm saying six and two. But I think four and four it could be realistic. Well, I, I think it's just it's it's pretty fun how the schedule sets up. To be honest with it, you because it does start. Um, I can try to stick up for Purdue and Rutgers all I want, or not Purdue. Purdue's good. Rutgers and Indiana all I want. Um, but to be honest with you, in your first six games, you have Oklahoma. That's your that's your obstacle. Absolutely. The other ones should right. you should be wins historically for Nebraska. Coming off a three and nine season, I'm not ready to do that. Right. But in Fair. any case, you Fair. have a you have a pretty good chance to start five and one or six and zero. Oh, and whatever you do in the middle of the season, you have a chance to remedy. Um, by the end of the season, you you finish at Michigan against Wisconsin and at Iowa. It's a tough slate. It's a tough slate, but it but you know on the opposite end of it, instead of you know Nebraska always kind of being down and saying oh we'll never beat anybody good, you have to look at those as opportunities. You know, what if you are, you know, whatever, four and four or whatever, and then you go in and uh, I don't know what happens against Michigan or Minnesota, I guess. So you're, you're four Minnesota and five. Minnesota's the wild card. Minnesota could be the wild card. But I'm saying if you're, if you're down on your luck, you're not doing well, and then you beat Michigan, that's your best victory at Nebraska yet. Um, likely, we'll see. <laughs> it all comes down to what Al Michigan's doing. But again, what I'm saying, you know, Wisconsin, Iowa, you haven't beat them the last two the last two coaches now. I've not been able to beat them. So doing that would even be uh, another accomplishment. So, I mean, you, when you go through these things, it's not just the record. It's it's who you beat, how you beat them, um, and, and, you know, kind of how they look in – Outside of it, you know, this could be a down year for the Big Ten. Maybe does Nebraska get uh, a pass for for doing uh, for beating some some worse or, you know teams that don't live up to expectations? Um, but my, my point is, I think regardless, and I don't know, you know, I was always always tough to tough to call because they don't look overwhelming. You know, every year could be the year where they kind of fall off. Um, but I just th- see that as an opportunity to to have Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa at the end of the year, regardless of what have hap- what's happened. As we're talking about Scott Frost's hot seat, um, if they don't do well, you can remedy the situation in the end, um, or it could bury them. Um, which I think this is part of the problem too. Uh, we have a couple more texts. What is uh, if they're two and five? It's because Casey Thompson's arm falls off. Does Frost get a pass? <laughs> I don't know who who would step in. Would it be Chubba Purdy? Would it be Logan Smothers? Depends on how they look. Uh, I think we're kind of over passes at this point. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much? There's not a really pass. a whole lot that could happen that's going to give him a pass. No, because even even if Casey Thompson does go down, you bought in Chubba Purdy for that reason, right? right. At least you would assume that's why they brought him in. Uh, or at some point, you just can't keep kicking it down the road and no, saying this no, happened, no. COVID year, and this happened, and that happened. Eventually, and you've got to win some games. Craig says, plan on losing last four. Craig, I hope you're wrong. Dusty says, Rutgers has a great recruiting class. Last year, they'll be young but talented. <sighs> Who knows? I think Greg Schiano's, you know, built a program there before. We're calling it all expecting, but they took a, a step back last they year. They did. Um, 
Here's the issue that I think Frost is going to run into is when you look at the landscape of college football and how these coaches are hired these days, I mean, Brian Kelly, before a potential playoff game, already had one foot out the door and decided that he was going to go to LSU. You have to be ahead of these things. If yeah, you start out 2-5, and five, it's done. It's over. Cut it off. Start looking for your next coach. Because yeah. if you don't then, he's going to be gone. I mean, th- these solid coaches – Jump ship like it's nothing. The and coaching cycle is much earlier. And days. I don't think we're going to see it like we saw la- last season slash this offseason was something we've never seen before. That was ridiculous how many – I mean, Crystal Ball, Lincoln Riley, Brad Kelly. I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't think we're going to see anything like that. But with the way that the coaching carousel works these days, you got to cut. And you, if you are 2-7, and seven, even 4-4, four and four, you're having a discussion because you got to do it and you got to do it quick or else you're going to lose. <laughs> you're gonna lose out it's just there's so many different thoughts that kind of go into this too because i also believe that if you're going to give frost another year and bring in whipple and, and really put together a pretty solid offensive staff don't you want to wait half a year to see if it's getting to going um but you know we've seen it before too you, you brought in uh you know they, they they did this before again with under mike riley where you bring in bob diaco and it was you know by game three it's like we well, don't have to see how this plays out it's already it's, it's all right. off the rails so it's not going to turn around but i do wonder uh, because i do think that there should be some patience with this offense getting going i don't expect it to be mid-season form uh, in the first games, again, that's the benefit of playing a, a weaker schedule up front. Um, but Which hopefully, helps. It can get going. Which yeah. helps. Uh, Ray says we need to hope that the early part of our schedule boosts our confidence. Yes, maybe when maybe we steal a few extra. But our biggest issue right now is we don't believe we will win. I hope that changes because I, th- I think towards the end of last season that that is what happened. Yeah, you you, you lose confidence early, and then how do you bring it back? Your that in, Iowa game was, game. and they yeah. said it was like uh, once the once it wasn't over at all when the no. field goal was blocked, or excuse me, the punt was blocked. But and the dominoes started. The, the Husker sideline felt like it was. Yeah. The sideline reporter You're said right. as much. Yeah, and there's no reason why not to believe that. I mean, because it's happens. That's the whole season story. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, let's go back into time. Let's go back <laughs> to the 1998. We missed it yesterday. Frank Soldier's first year. We'll get excited for Husker football once again. We'll do it by going back in time. Box history lessons coming up next here on the Ticketwater Cooler. 